Welcome into Lockdown Blackhawks. Today is Wednesday, June 24th, 2020. I am your host, Jack Bushman, tuning in for the 159th episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. And boy, do we have a lot to talk about on today's episode. As some of you may know, I unfortunately couldn't talk without sounding like I had a frog in my throat for about two days there. So that's why I wasn't able to get out Mailbag Monday or Talkback Tuesday. But I promise you, if you send me a question over the weekend, I'll be sure to answer it on today's episode which I am now dubbing Welcome Back Wednesday due to our little hiatus there for a couple of days. Also, I will still be putting out three episodes this week, so I'll have a ton of Blackhawks news coming out on Thursday and Friday's episodes, so make sure to tune in for those as well. As always, be sure to subscribe to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast for free wherever you listen to your podcasts, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, etc., you'll be able to get the latest episode of Lockdown Blackhawks as soon as it comes out each day, so make sure to go do that. Also, please go follow the Lockdown Blackhawks Twitter page, which can be found at capital O, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, as some good stuff will be posted there daily as well. By the way, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Make sure to go to BuiltBar.com right now, as they are currently giving away up to 50% off on all products, and all profits will be donated directly to charity. Okay, so to kick off today's episode... I would like to talk about some gigantic news that came out over the weekend pertaining to the NHL's potential return to play plan, which is beginning to sound more and more like just an idea. So the first bit of news that I would like to talk about is Tampa Bay being forced to temporarily shut down their practice facilities because three players and two staff members tested positive for COVID-19, as reported by TSN's Bob McKenzie. The players or staff in this incident were not named, but with both Steven Stamkos and Andre Vasilevsky having incidents of blood clots in their past, this makes the situation even more scary than it already is, and Tampa Bay absolutely had to shut down their practice facilities. McKenzie said that there will be more tests from these players coming in the future, and if there are no further positive tests, the expectation is that the training facilities will reopen and Phase 2 will continue. But if there are more positive tests, then this situation gets a whole lot murkier. And speaking of more positive tests, Toronto Maple Leafs forward Austin Matthews tested positive for COVID-19 over the weekend, and it was reported that Matthews has been spending his last few months in Arizona, which, much like Florida, has seen a huge second surge of COVID-19 cases since being reopened. So a scary situation there, and it was really unfortunate to see Austin Matthews' name get dropped because with every other case in the NHL, uh, they've kept the names hush-hush, so... Uh, it was really unfortunate that Matthew's name got uh, dragged out there because people are going to be asking him questions about this for the next handful of months, and that's just something that unfortunately he now has to deal with. Uh, so kind of some poor journalism there almost, I think. Uh, probably wasn't the guy who pushed its fall. He probably got that news brought to him. But still in that situation when you know the rest of the league, no one else is getting their name thrown under the bus. It's, it's tough to see that Matthews got dragged out to the public eye. Now, the NHL did report that they plan to keep moving forward with their return-to-play plan and that they are not changing anything regarding Phase 3 or Phase 4, but things sure are starting to get sketchy here. I, I think a question on a lot of our minds right now is, what happens if someone else on the Maple Leafs or Lightning or, I guess, any other team for that matter tests positive right before the postseason starts or even even during the postseason? Are these teams just expected to continue on without them when they're clearly at a disadvantage just because of this virus? It just all it just seems like it's still a little early for all this to be happening and 
There are so many possible hazards that come with returning to play, and I'm just not sure if hockey is ready for this right now. We're seeing huge spikes in heavy, heavily populated states, and it seems like every other day another superstar sports figure is testing positive. I, like everyone out there, I'm hopeful that you know hockey will be able to return and hopeful that this 24-team postseason will come to fruition. But I have to admit, this all could get washed in the next couple of weeks. I saw an anonymous Western Conference NHL player come out and state his problem with the return-to-play plan as he said, quote, Guys are not happy. This is why we better have a full-player vote and not just an executive board vote. In my opinion, no way we play, close quote. So kind of a scary couple of sentences there. And we also heard Patrick Kane talk in an interview with NBC Sports Chicago recently about how there is still a lot needed to be put in order before the players will return. So with all of this, I don't know if all the players are wanting to risk their safety because it just isn't worth it if someone involved with the return to play gets seriously sick. This would all look really, really foolish if that happens. And I just don't know if the risk is worth the reward of the Stanley Cup this season. But obviously... We'll have to wait and see in these next couple weeks if there are still positive tests coming from NHL players coming out, and hopefully that won't be the case. But if it is, I hate to be the bearer of more bad news, but this 2014 postseason could flat out be canceled. All right, moving on to some other news. This is a little more positive uh, news that came out over the weekend as well, which is that the NHL has finalized its potential hub cities down to six, with Sweet Home Chicago being one of them. But first, I need to take a minute to talk about something serious. The Lockdown Podcast Network stands against racism and social injustice. That's why we, the hosts, are making personal donations to local and national organizations that are fighting for change. And in the month of June, Lockdown is matching the total of all host donations up to an additional $10,000. To make your own donation along with us, please visit LockdownPodcast.com slash Black Lives Matter. Also, I need to talk to you about Built Bar, which is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Built Bar comes in a variety of different chocolate nut or nut-free flavors, such as salted chocolate caramel, banana chocolate cream, and double chocolate mousse, all of which are completely covered in 100% real chocolate. Built Bars are tremendously tasty and also health-conscious, so you can enjoy a delicious snack while also staying fit. All the bars are 170 calories or less, high in protein, and high in fiber. What more could you want from a protein bar that tastes like candy? Built Bar is also currently offering an insane discount deal with up to 50% off on everything due to an inventory closeout, so make sure to go to BuiltBar.com right now to take advantage of that. Another awesome thing about Built Bar is that they are now donating 100% of their profits to organizations that support education, poverty, equality, and ending hate and racism. So not only is Built Bar a terrific tasting and healthy protein bar, but they are also donating all of their profits to a tremendous cause. So make sure to go to BuiltBar.com today to get a health-conscious snack option and help be part of the solution. This is the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. 
Thanks for listening today. I am your host, Jack Bushman. Be sure to check out my personal Twitter page, at JackBushman2, and my Blackhawks Twitter page, at Hockey. That's capital T-A-L-K-I-N, capital H-A-W-K-E-Y, for all the latest Blackhawks news. Also, make sure to subscribe and follow Lockdown Blackhawks for free wherever you listen to your podcasts and also on Twitter, which can be found at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, so you can get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each day. So we just finished talking about the NHL's return to play plan being in jeopardy, but now it's time to talk about the NHL cutting down their potential hub cities to just six, with Sweet Home Chicago still being in the mix. TSN's Pierre Lebron reported that the cuts were Dallas, Columbus, Minnesota, and Pittsburgh, each of which had some issues that I've talked about on a couple previous episodes, either with the COVID-19 cases, housing, or just their location. So now we're left with Chicago and five other cities, which include the three Canadian options of Edmonton, Toronto, and Vancouver, while Los Angeles and Las Vegas are the two other American choices. The two current favorites are Vegas, which... To be honest, kind of seems like it's been locked in as the American hub city for some time now, just without an official decision, while Vancouver has actually emerged over the other two Canadian options. On Friday's episode, I talked about how Vancouver is one of the safest cities in North America right now, but choosing Vancouver would give the NHL two Western Conference hub cities, so that could cause some problems with the home ice advantage issue. Toronto is currently the only Eastern Conference option left on the table, but they're arguably in the worst shape of any of the cities in consideration in terms of COVID-19 cases. So it's just kind of hard to imagine the NHL going in that direction, knowing that Toronto isn't safe right now. LeBron also reported that Edmonton has pulled ahead of Toronto as well. So with that, it sure sounds like Toronto, as much as the league would have liked, will not be serving as a hub city for the NHL's potential 2014 postseason unless something drastically changes in the next couple of days. Looking at Chicago, though, the positivity rate has been uh, declining since around mid-April, and the testing in Illinois is among the best in the United States, averaging around 20,000 tests or so per day. So there are some reasons to believe that Chicago would be safe enough to host 12 teams, on top of the number of rinks and hotels in the Chicagoland area. Los Angeles is also seeing a huge second spike right now, as well as mass protests, so I would assume that Chicago has the upper hand over Los Angeles, but that's just my guess. All in all, though, I still think that both Vancouver and Edmonton are the league's favorites over Chicago, as they both just have significantly lower cases than Illinois, and they also provide essentially the same amount of hotels and practice facilities so it would kind of just make sense to go in that direction. I also think that the atmosphere surrounding the 2014 postseason would be much crazier in a Canadian city. I think that Canada, with that's just the birthplace of hockey, that they rightfully should have a hub city if the league feels it's safe enough because their population, frankly, cares way more about hockey than, than many Americans do. Hockey, as much as it is growing in the United States, it's still the fourth major sport in the, in the U.S. behind football, baseball, and basketball. But in Canada, hockey's number one without a doubt. You know they're itching for hockey to come back north of the border. So if it's safe enough, and right now both Edmonton and Vancouver are safer than Chicago, that's just a fact, then I think it would be the correct decision to choose a Canadian city to host. My guess is that the NHL will announce Vegas and Vancouver to be the hub cities in the next couple of days, 
But I also wouldn't be surprised if Edmonton gets selected as that's one of the safest options in North America right now as well. Chicago could come in as a late surprise, as we've heard that the players do like Chicago and so does the NHL, but I wouldn't expect it just because Illinois isn't the safest option available. It, it would just be smarter to go with Vancouver or Edmonton. The cases are significantly lower in those two cities. Chicago is getting better, but it's still hazardous. There's still over hundreds of deaths coming out each day, and Canada just would be a safer option. So I think that the league will go with Vancouver or Edmonton, but we will just have to wait and see what the NHL does choose in the next few days here. Uh, we did hear Bob McKenzie say that he expects the league to make a decision in the next couple of days. So look for that as the week progresses, and hopefully we'll have an answer here shortly. All right, so I think we will move on to our next topic, one that has been prolonged long enough, which was supposed to be Mailbag Monday and then Talk Back Tuesday, but now it's Welcome Back Wednesday, where I answer some questions from a few lucky listeners out there. But first, I need to talk about rockauto.com, the best place to shop for all your auto and body needs. Visit rockauto.com and tell them the Lockdown Podcast Network sent you. That's rockauto.com for an amazing selection and reliably low prices. Listen, we've all had our share of car problems in the past. How much easier is it when you have an auto and body shop that you can rely on? Well, rockauto.com has your back for all the car parts you'll ever need in any situation. One more time, check out rockauto.com for reliably low prices and an amazing selection, and make sure to let them know the Lockdown Podcast Network sent you. rockauto.com, an auto and body shop that you can trust for reliably low prices. Jack Bushman, your host of the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. You can reach me on Twitter at JackBushman2 or at Talkin Hockey, or you can also email the Lockdown Blackhawks email, which is LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com for any questions regarding the Blackhawks, myself, or simply just life in general. Alright, so now it's time to answer a couple of questions from you, the fans, and one more time, I apologize for getting to these on Wednesday, but I promise Mailbag Monday will be back in effect next week. Okay, so the first question I received via email comes from Tanner Klein, who asked, We've seen Philip Kirishev and Alec Regula at Blackhawks at the Blackhawks facility recently, practicing with the team. What are the odds that they play in the 2020 playoffs? Well, Tanner, first I want to thank you for taking the time to email, and thank you for asking a very intriguing question that has actually been on the minds of a lot of Blackhawks fans on Twitter lately. Well, first, I have to say the chances aren't very good that either guy sees any action, but Kirishev definitely has the better chance of the two players. The Blackhawks' 2018 fourth-round pick spent his first professional season with the Rockford Icehawks this year, tailing seven goals and 12 assists for 19 points in 36 games. Kirishev is probably the Blackhawks' top prospect at this point, so it's not too big of a surprise to see the team wanting him to get some reps just in case of an injury or something. It's been reported that the Blackhawks won't use any black aces during the postseason, but the NHL will allow teams to have 28 skaters on the roster, so they could have guys like Kirishev, Regula, or any other Rockford guys ready in case of an injury or maybe a COVID-19 case. I don't know how that's going to work, but hopefully that doesn't ever... Hopefully we never have to deal with that situation. Uh, but looking at Regula, the Hawks just have so many defensemen already on the roster with experience under their belt, 
So I just don't think now is the time for Regula to make his NHL debut, especially without any professional experience. I do expect Regula to begin in Rockford next season, and if he progresses well, then I think we could see him at the NHL level at some point, but even then, that, that may be a stretch. But as for the 2020 postseason, I wouldn't expect to see either of these guys getting any game action. So, thanks again, Tanner, for reaching out. I hope that answered your question. The second question I want to answer also came from an email. This one was from Jennifer Green, who asked, With the Blackhawks having limited cap space this offseason, who do you expect to see them resign, and who do you think we'll lose? So, another good question here. Thanks for asking, Jennifer. And yes, it certainly will be an interesting offseason for the Blackhawks with not much room financially. At the moment, the pending free agents on the Blackhawks roster are Dylan Strom, Dominic Kubalik, Drake Kajula, Slater Cuckoo, Corey Crawford, and Malcolm Subban. To start us off, I fully expect the Blackhawks to re-sign Dylan Strom this offseason, especially because he's coming off of a bit of a sluggish season, which I've talked about on a couple previous episodes that I do not think it's his fault. But that actually could save the Hawks a few bucks. So, obviously, they're going to re-sign Dylan Strom. There have been talks of them trading him, but I really do think that would be foolish at this point in his career. Just because he's still so young, he's really only two full NHL seasons deep, so... Just because he had one bad year doesn't mean we should ship him away right away. We do that with way too many guys, so I think the Blackhawks need to be patient here with Dylan Strome. But <laughs> with Stan Bowman in charge, anything can happen during the offseason. You know what he likes to do during those months where they're not playing hockey. So a trade for Dylan Strome, or a trade of Dylan Strome, sadly could happen this offseason. Dominic Kubelik is another guy that you just cannot possibly let walk as he's coming off a 30-goal regular season that was cut 12 games short. So whatever it takes, you have to bring him back next season. The rest of the guys is where this gets interesting. I think the Blackhawks do really like both Drake Kajula and Slater Cuckoo, but because of this financial situation, both guys could see themselves on other teams next year. I think Kajula has the advantage to be signed over Cuckoo considering the Blackhawks really need depth forwards like Kajula more than they need defensemen right now. They have a ton of young guys starting to make the jump on the back end, so they're really lacking in that depth forward position. So I'd give Kajula the upper hand over Cuckoo. Kajula will probably be signed for fairly cheap, I'd guess, in the 1.5 to 2 million range. He's been dealing with injuries, and he's never been that consistent of a point producer, so you're not going, Kajula's not going to break the bank. He would be a nice depth add to this Blackhawks roster, especially as they're trying to get back towards the postseason. Kajula kind of just fits that mold of playoff hockey. You can slot him up and down the lineup. He's going to provide you energy and physical play. So I think that's why they like to keep Kajula if possible. I, I do think they really like Slater Cuckoo as well, but I just don't see the room or the need for him next season. As I said, we got a bunch of young guys making the jump. Lucas Carlson could be a full-time NHLer next season. Nicholas Bodan made his NHL debut before the NHL season got cut short because of coronavirus. And then there's obviously Adam Boquist. Ian Mitchell's looking to make the jump. And then we still have Duncan Keith, Brent Seabrook, Connor Murphy, Calvin DeHaan, Ole Mata. So it just kind of seems like Cuckoo could get lost in the logjam, and they just they just don't really need him for next season. As for the goaltender situation, 
I don't think anyone really expects Malcolm Subban to be anything besides a backup to Corey Crawford for the potential 2014 postseason. So I wouldn't expect the Blackhawks to re-sign Malcolm Subban after the season. But as for Crawford, this is going to be a really, really interesting situation here, guys. There are just so many questions surrounding Crawford, whether or not he'll take a bit of a hometown discount, or even if he wants to play hockey after all the injuries he suffered. So with all that, it's just kind of hard to take a stab at this at the moment. There are a couple of other solid goaltenders on the market who are a bit younger than Crow, so now could be the time the Blackhawks finally move in another direction in net. And honestly, for some reason in the back of my head, I feel like that's the direction the Hawks are going to take as Crawford's the one piece of this aging core that the team actually has control over. Maybe Stan gives him a one-year deal, but if they feel that they can address the future of their goaltender position via free agency, then I think that route wouldn't be the worst decision in the world. Crawford's getting up there in age, and he only has so many seasons left in him, left in him as sad as that is to say. Uh, I love Corey Crawford. I really do think he's been so, so underappreciated during his time in Chicago. There's no way they win those two cups without him. He was so stellar in net, especially in 2013. He posted some crazy numbers during that postseason run. But with the, with the tough position that this team is in, Corey Crawford sadly could become another cap casualty for the Chicago Blackhawks. All right, so I think that is going to wrap up Welcome Back Wednesday, June 24th episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and make sure to give the Lockdown Blackhawks Twitter page a follow at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, as some good Blackhawks news will be posted there daily. Also, be sure to subscribe and follow the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode of Lockdown Blackhawks as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, ask your smart device to play the Lockdown NHL podcast for all the latest news about a potential return to hockey in the coming months. Thank you again for tuning into today's episode. I am Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account at Jack Bushman2 or my Blackhawks account at Talkin' Hockey. That's capital T A L K I N, capital H A W K E Y. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, you can always email lockdownblackhawks at gmail.com or you could call 708 653 0572 to leave a voicemail. Until next time, enjoy the rest of your week. And thanks again for listening.